It's getting dark. There's your grandfather's engine coming down the line. The lad advanced slowly, with resentful, taciturn movement. He was dressed in trousers and waistcoat of cloth that was too thick and hard for the size of the garments. They were evidently cut down from a man's clothes. As they went slowly towards the house, he tore at the ragged wisps of chrysanthemums and dropped the petals in handfuls along the path. Don't do that. It does look nasty, said his mother. He refrained, and she, suddenly pitiful, broke off a twig with three or four one flowers and held them against her face. When mother and son reached the yard, her hand hesitated, and instead of laying the flower aside, she pushed it in her apron band. The mother and son stood at the foot of the three steps, looking across the bay of lines at the passing home of the miners. The trundle of the small train was imminent. Suddenly the engine loomed past the house and came to a stop opposite the gate. The engine driver, a short man with a round grey beard, leaned out of the cab high above the woman. Have you got a cup of tea? he said in a cheery, hearty fashion. It was her father. She went in saying she would mash. Directly she returned. I didn't expect to see you on Sunday began the little grey-bearded man. I didn't expect you, said his daughter. The engine driver winced. Then, reassuming his cheery, airy manner, he said, Oh, have you heard then? Well, and what do you think? I think it is soon enough, she replied. At her brief censure, the little man made an impatient gesture and said coaxingly, yet with dangerous coldness, Well, what's a man to do? It's no sort of life for a man of my years to sit at my own hearth like a stranger. And if I'm going to marry again, it may as well be soon as late. What does it matter to anybody? The woman did not reply, but turned and went into the house. The man in the engine cab stood, assertive, till she returned with a cup of tea and a piece of bread and butter on a plate. She went up the steps and stood near the footplate of the hissing engine. You needn't have brought me bread and butter, said her father, but a cup of tea. He sipped appreciatively. It's very nice. He sipped for a moment or two. Then, I hear as Walter's got another bout on, he said. When hasn't he? said the woman bitterly. I heard tell of him in the Lord Nelson, bragging as he was going to spend that bastard before he went. Half a sovereign that was. When? asked the woman. It's that night. I know that's true. Very likely. She laughed bitterly. He gives me twenty-three shillings. It's a nice thing when a man can do nothing with his money but make a beast of himself, said the grey-whiskered man. The woman turned her head away. Her father swallowed the last of his tea and handed her the cup. Aye, he sighed, wiping his mouth. It's a settler, it is. He put his hand on the lever. The little engine strained and groaned, and the train rumbled towards the crossing. The woman again looked across the metals. Darkness was setting over the spaces of the railway and trucks. The miners in grey sombre groups were passing home. The winding engine pulsed hurriedly with brief pauses. Elizabeth Bates looked at the dreary flow of men. Then she went indoors. Her husband did not come. 
The kitchen was small and full of firelight, red coals piled glowing up the chimney mouth. All the life of the room seemed in the white warm hearth and the steel fender reflecting the red fire. The cloth was laid for tea, cups glinted in the shadows. At the back, where the lowest stairs protruded into the room, the boy sat struggling with a knife and a piece of white wood. He was almost hidden in the shadow. It was half past four. They had but to await the father's coming to begin tea. As the mother watched her son's sullen little struggle with the wood, she saw herself in his silence and pertinacity. She saw the father in her child's indifference to all but himself. She seemed to be occupied by her husband. He had probably gone past his home, slunk past his own door, to drink before he came in, while his dinner spoiled and wasted in waiting. She glanced at the clock, then took the potatoes to strain them in the...